Welcome back to System and Distribute, the podcast where we talk about each other's mothers. This is Bren. <laughs> that was such a good throwback. <laughs> I had something and you just completely threw me off. You weren't expecting it, were you? Well, because I know what comes oh. next in that sentence. Um, but you didn't laugh this time. We didn't have 18 takes and I'm not having an asthma attack. <laughs> so anyway, I'm Tom. And not Tom. And, and I'm Tom's. I'm fucking Tom's mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see what you Do you guys there. know why I said Tom? Why did you no, say why Tom? Because Peyton was just bitching about MySpace. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck MySpace. Fuck MySpace and that whole yeah. shit. You know, Tom you can never get rid of Tom as a friend. Like, no matter how much you hated him in his stupid white t shirt there. No, you could, you could remove him. No. I don't think you could. I don't. You could. You remember? I you did. You always got to pick your like top friends on MySpace. No, I don't remember. Was that. Tom your number one? Because I always left Tom as number one. That way, nobody else could be super offended. Like <laughs> nobody's better than Tom. No, That's as good as it gets. Uh, no, Jay thought you still have the problem of prioritizing yeah, seven. Two, three, the only difference seven, is it's just one eight. less slot. You know what I think we should do? Let's start a new social network. No. No. <laughs> no. 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 Uh-uh. We're not well, doing I'll that. I'll do it by myself. You you do that, and you get hookers what are you, with it, too. That's fine. But what are you no. going to call it, J-Bob? J-Thon's inept social media site. No. Jizz. I think I'm going to call it the, uh, I'm going to call it the Colo. <laughs> the Colo, huh? The Colo? God, yeah. Really? Hey, hanging out at the end of the rack, you know? The, uh, so shooting it's the shit. for sysadmins? That'll last about five minutes. Mm, probably a lot of dudes too. A lot of dudes. Probably a lot of dudes. Hey, listen, Big old by sausage the way, for the record, ladies, if you want to be yeah. an ITF, SysF, I mean, please, by all means, you know. Oh yeah, we'd love to. We'd yeah, love to have you. I definitely welcome. Our know. first ever guest was a female. Yeah, that's right, Liz. Yep. Yeah. Well, the problem is, I mean, it's still the numbers. Right. Right. right yeah. Like, right, right, you know, statistically, there are more men applying. Right. Yep. I do not disagree with the fact that we need more women in tech, but I, you know. Looking at the applicant pool, having run some hiring stints myself, it's mostly men. Yeah. And it's not... I don't know what I'm trying to say. Hiring stints? What the fuck? I don't know. What are you trying to say? I was trying to hire somebody for a job. What is that called? Most of the applicants were... A job hunt, but on the reverse side? What do you call it? Chathon? But like a a hiring campaign? Is that what it is? Sure. Yes, I mean, that, that yes, kind of denotes like a, a more grand scale yeah. than one position. No, it is. It's a sure. big operation. Yeah. So, all right, whatever. Point being, yeah, no, like, I'm not one to be like, oh, like, it needs to be 50-50 or no. anything like that. Wait, but... Brent, how old were you 10 years ago? I'm not saying that on there. Well, message it to me. Why? I don't know. You know what I think? I think I'm at the point in my career where I'm ready to have a mentee. Okay. But you already had one. Yeah. What? Well, I, the cat doesn't count. No, you had doesn't, a. No. No, no. You had some junior guy you talked about that was learning. Yeah, stuff yeah. Okay. Know. Well, here's not, the thing about him. All right. Well, or, oh, well, hold on. Hold we, on. Hold yeah, on. we don't have to talk about. I do want right to now. say that, like I said before, you know, I don't think it needs to be fifty-fifty. There's always going to be some kind of disparity just based on preference, right? But oh, he's back to gender. No, I yes, am. because that was a topic we were. But on. Jesus. Well, I, I do. derailed it like I always well, do. Yeah, up. you do. But I do want to say that, you know, if you're trying to break into the industry and you want some good resources, I mean, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to treat you any differently just because you're a woman. You know, I welcome anyone who's who wants to get into system and 
stuff, and I will well, give you the same exact resources I give everyone else. Let's rephrase that. So. You and I will not treat them differently. Jathan will simp for them, and White Knight. <laughs> will what? Simp. I wonder how Katie would feel about that. And White Knight for them. What are you saying? It's simp. No. Jathan. You know what simp is. What does that mean? We'll tell you when you're yeah, older. We'll tell you when you're older. You're telling me that I'm going to do something. Just Urban Dictionary. Just, just, just Urban, Urban Dictionary, Dictionary. Simp. And we don't have the time for this. Yeah, don't listen to whatever they're saying. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but it's probably tr- probably not. Finished. But yeah, point being, I am personally am just happy to see more people be interested in system administration. That's all I care. I about. I am, but I'm also not, and here's why. Like, What's that? look at a starter position at like an MSP that's supporting mostly Microsoft. I mean, yeah, plenty of people. I think it's a lot harder to find a good Linux admin, so I feel like it's. I don't want to say like, oh, I don't want more people into it because it would muddy the waters, but you know. Okay, I, I yeah, I mean, I see what you're You know, it, it's definitely a more specialized role right now, and I kind of well, yeah, like let that. Me, I guess let me add on that. I would, I'd love to see more people have a passion for system administration. Yes. Oh, because yeah. I, I like, I don't really care if it's Windows yeah. or Linux or whatever. Right. I personally, I'm a, I'm a Nix dude, whatever. Oh yeah. I don't really care. <laughs> that sounds. But like I'm a Nix. Maybe a little. Uh, but anyway, let's just move on. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I'm, I, don't I just even want to know. see people get involved and, and have a passion for it. That's all. Right, I about. right, right, right. Uh, That's why I do this thing. Really, even skill isn't necessary. It's a willingness to learn, and you know, yeah, laugh at your I mean, I, dumbass <laughs> making stupid jokes. I didn't even make a joke. I don't even know what it is. It's just we don't know something it about that's Jay, something you, about what. Did you take some painkillers because of your thing? <laughs> no. Okay. Because it's it sounds like you did. No, that would be bad based on what I'm also drinking. I okay. said also. Now it sounds like I did, but I didn't. <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> what the <laughs> That's a good segue. Uh, I'm just a little out of it. We're going to mix things up a little. Before I talk about what we're talking about tonight, guys, what are you drinking? Yeah, what are you drinking, Jake? Oh. You go first, always, in the second. I'm having Old Fashioned with Buffalo Trace. Buffalo Trace? Old Fashioned. Hey, you never had Buffalo Trace? I have never had Buffalo Trace. Hmm. Dude, Buffalo Trace is like a quintessential bourbon. It's, first of all, Says it's who? cheap. Second of all, it's... Wait, wait, wait. Says who? Shut yeah, up. these things are kind of subjective, Jake. No, right. like whiskey, people who are, you know, distillers... People who market or or otherwise talk about whiskey frequently, if you're like, you know, what are the first five bourbons you should try that are relatively affordable, accessible? It's going to be like Bullet, Buffalo Trace. No. Yes. I've never even seen it on shelves. I've never heard of Buffalo Trace. Get out of here. I guarantee you. Look up a picture real quick. You probably hear granddads more often than I hear of Buffalo Trace. I have bought alcohol from the East Coast to the West Coast and in between. I have never seen Buffalo Trace. Dude, Once. do you know that Yingling is expanding its distribution? That's great. That has nothing to do with what I said. Yeah, but Where is it Buffalo does... Trace from? Probably Kentucky. I mean, I think they source no, their no, whiskey, I've maybe? I've never I don't seen know. a sign for Buffalo Trace. I've never seen okay, well, Neither you, anything. You can get a 375 milliliter bottle for like 12 bucks. That's Go pick one up and see if you like it. terrible. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, it, it's... I, I don't think good bourbon that. has to be expensive. Well, uh, okay, but... If you spend the money on it, it's generally better than the crap. No, oh, there you go. I don't think it from, is, actually. Scotch, from the whiskeyshelf.com yeah. is Buffalo Trace a good bourbon. Buffalo Trace is a solid bourbon that has good yet unremarkable flavors. There you go. Boom. It sucks. From that, so it's like baseline. That that is, I'm reading it right now, Jathan. That's what it is. Well, says. that's one asshole on the internet. 
I mean, we're what all makes you different from him? Internet. You're an asshole on the internet. <laughs> yeah, but I'm drinking it right now, and I like it. <laughs> That's great. We know you have well, he had to drink it, too, for the review. Nah, he probably wrote it years later. Years, years. later than... So do you want to hear how Buffalo Trace got its no, name? No, not really. Uh, how did Welcome it get to its name? Because you're going you're gonna to tell us anyways. How did it get its name? So there's a distillery called Buffalo Trace. They make other things like Eagle Rare. Have you heard of that? No. no. Okay. Well, maybe you just haven't heard of the distillery. So nope. all these people kept asking, like, hey, I want Buffalo Trace, but it was just the name of the distillery. What they didn't actually people? have a product called Buffalo Trace. The distillery called Buffalo no, Trace. No. So you're telling me what they now have a whiskey called a, Buffalo Trace by the distillery Buffalo Trace. So they never made yes. it, but they're asking for it. That's as lame as a band naming their debut debut album after themselves. Yep. yep. I feel like people have Except done that. Corn Untitled. Uh, they have, like the and it's always Street lame. Boys. Except Corn Untitled. That was a really good album, but I digress. Mm. Well, that was Untitled, though. It right. wasn't right, Corn. Right, right. Corn. Like, like, corn by Corn. Think of a title, you know. Yeah. yeah. Right. Brooks, okay. okay. Brooks, well, anyway, yeah. if you're into bourbon and you haven't had Buffalo Trace, it it's extremely sucks. good, especially for the value. $12. Uh, good good buy. Mm-hmm. Well, for 375 milliliters, that's not even a standard bottle, Paige. I'm saying if you'd like to try it, you can buy a small bottle for a very small amount. I, I don't, so you're I not don't. What are you doing? I don't want to try it because shit whiskey is okay. not good for me. Well, I was going to send you a bottle, but now I'm if not. You wanna, free whiskey is good. No, bottle, don't change your tune like that. Now you want it. What are you doing? Now he wants it. If you send you see, me a he's bottle, a freeloader. Jesus, fuck. This whole podcast is about Peyton freeloading. He doesn't actually say anything worthwhile. He just wants to look good next to me. Bullet trace, whatever the hell it is. It's will, called Buffalo Trace. It's I an animal. Have you heard of a buffalo? Bullet's probably Jesus better than fuck. Buffalo Trace. I will take the bottle bullet, it's very different. It and I'll put real whiskey in there and I'll drink it. There you go. Okay, anyways. Okay, anyway. Hayden, what are you drinking? I'm finishing off the last of my vodka. It's going to be gone after this. No more vodka. Is that the... Yep. It's going to be gone by the end yep, of the yep, episode? Yep, 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 yep. Hayden, what Buckeye. are you going to be drinking for the shit show? Uh, I'll get some. I'll get something. I'll get something cheap. We Maybe should I'll all coordinate this year. Shit we should all what? Let's coordinate. Let's all drink the same thing for the shit show. Uh, not rather vodka. than just drink like what we want. No, it's fine if it's not vodka. Let's rather than drink what we want and in whatever amount we want. Like at the beginning of every section that we loosely outline, we'll each take a shot and we'll see who lasts till the end. So we get like a drinking game. Yeah, because Peyton will absolutely lose, and that's my favorite part <laughs> of everything. Lose. No, I, I can, no, I Peyton, think you he, lost last year I, really I, badly. I think that's because he drank so much, a lot, and then I drank the entire half of the bottle that I had left. Yeah, he drank a lot last hey, year. Hey, how do you guys feel about like brandy or cognac? I like cognac. A little too fancy I'm for me. Bra- I'm not a brandy fan. Well, brandy, cognac is brandy, like bourbon is whiskey. It's kind of the same mm-hmm. thing. Cognac just is brandy from the cognac region. I understand that. I like cognac okay, well, I'm just... better than brandy. Yeah. A little too highbrow for me, I A little think. bit, a little bit. Yeah. It's a great it's something, uh drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the thing. Mm-hmm. I have uh, a couple of friends from France, and I... This is going to sound weird because they're French, but I go to their house every year for Thanksgiving. And I'm sorry for them. Two years ago, three years ago, the first time I ever went there, mm-hmm. you know, they bust out this bottle of cognac mm-hmm. after dinner. And, you know, it's the first time I ever had cognac, you know, taught me how to like hold the glass and warm it up and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, end of the night, I'm like, wow, that was really good. Like, show me your bottle. And he shows me the bottle. I go home and look it up and I'm just like, Jesus, fuck. It's like a $400 bottle of cognac. Well, some of your bottles sound Sh- vaguely sexual. Show me but your bottles. Apparently, show me your genitals. What? Like a standard pour of no, cognac is only like three quarters no. of an ounce. So I guess it I'll, goes I'll a like long it. way. I'll put it in the show okay, notes. Okay, do that. Yeah. All right. Anyway, what are you drinking, Brent? 
<laughs> I am still drinking sangria because I still have so much of it. Do you think that I could just start a podcast where I just talk about whatever the hell comes to my mind? Yeah. No. I, like, no. <laughs> I can't guarantee you get any listeners, but I bet you could do well, it. I would listen to I bet I get more listeners than this podcast. On this podcast. Well, I don't know about that. But yeah, I am drinking sangria again. Sangria? Sangria, yeah. So tonight we'll be talking about two topics. The first is we'll be revisiting. We had talked about it briefly before, but we'll be revisiting in a, a hopefully a more detailed way scripting languages that are languages in general well, I, that are I useful was, as uh, in operations. I thought it was languages besides the common ones that you should know. Was the, the I big mean, we, selling point there? I, I don't know about what that is not because the common ones are common for a reason. Yeah. But no, I mean it's. Not development, but operations, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we're not writing code as a product. Right, right, right. We're writing code to help <sighs> us do our tasks. That's not always um, true. I'd say it's it's mostly true. Okay. And then the second topic is how to apply various, I guess we could call them regulation guidelines. Not, not really how to apply no, yeah, we're not going to go into like the nitty gritty of it because we'll be talking about a couple different ones. But it'll take us a more while so how to. to do that. Oh yeah, and they're so complex. <laughs> more so how to kind of, you know, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. But we're going to be talking about potential operational challenges when dealing sure. with compliance measures such as HIPAA or GDPR. And, and GDPR, yeah, sure, yeah. By the way, so I wanted to get my hands on the official stake mm-hmm. which is the department of defense one Ooh, and we'll talk about it more later Ooh. but for one of the recommended search results like the people also search for in google one of them is racer x mm. that's funny and i don't think well you know the stake is that from is... stig is from the three british dudes that was the guy that they always raced against he wore the white helmet and the white uniform the white racing suit oh in top, top gear. gear yes top gear yeah that was the stick yeah yeah, that was the or Racer X. And for some reason, Racer X... It, Racer X was from Speed Racer. Oh! Yes, yeah, the anime. Yeah. But no, Stig is security tech... You know what? We'll get we'll into get that into later. But, yeah. Hayden, yes. why don't you give us your tip? Well, if I give you the tip, I'm going to have to go the rest of the way. And I might as well okay. just, you know, give you the tip. Okay. And, you know, I can push deeper after that. All right, I have a couple things. Oh, did you talk about the things coming up, by the way? I didn't. Okay. I didn't. Thank you for okay, reminding me. Right. You can talk about that in a second. or Don't forget the pizzazz. Yeah, yeah you got a pizzazz. The... Oh, right. Oh, yeah. I got to throw the do pizzazz it. on. Do all it, right. Yeah. I'll talk about that after okay, your all right, tip. All right. So my tip, the mushroom well tip that it is. Okay. So a couple things. First of all, Jathan was very kind to send me a YubiKey. And so I have a NFC USB-C Yubico key. Did he send it in a bottle of Buffalo Trace? He did not. Otherwise, fuck I'd fucking it's know a, what Buffalo it, fucking Trace was. For the show notes and for people listening, it's a YubiKey 5C NFC. Yeah, okay. YubiKey okay. 5C NFC. That's what it is. Yep, absolutely. It's a nice little device. I already hooked it up to one of my G Suite things. And uh, when I get a little bit more intimate with it, I'll hook up uh, like my SSH stuff and whatever. But uh, it hooks up really, really super easy. I mean, it, it was a simple press. Sign the key here. Did, 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 and it was done. And uh, so it's, mm-hmm. it's the setup is really simple. Peyton, what browser do you use? Chrome. Oh, okay. Because if you're using Firefox on Linux, you will have to install the like U2FC libraries. Okay. 
and then restart Firefox. Okay. But Chrome, for whatever reason, doesn't have that same limitation. Probably depends on the operating system. Yeah. Yeah, I said on, on the Linux. distro. Oh, yeah, 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 potentially. On Arch, I should say. I had okay. to. I've yeah. read of other people having the same issue, so... Yeah, I, I don't yeah. have USB-C on any of my ThinkPads right now. As soon as I do, though, I will be sure to take care of that. I think next year is when I get a new laptop, so that'll be that. I digress. Where was I? Oh, okay. So the next bit of news I have is that next week, right around this time, hopefully my wife and I will be in the hospital and she'll be delivering. So uh, we're looking mm. at our sixth and final baby, four together. We don't know what the gender is. We don't want to know until it's born because we have... You don't know what the ginger is? Gender. Gender. Oh, I, I hope say, it pops ginger out. is a person with freckles and red yes. hair, and usually they have blue eyes. <laughs> this so is so funny. funny. This is so funny because of Brent's intro. I hope it pops out. <laughs> a shot. I hope it shots out. Shots. <laughs> what? Wait, what? <laughs> shots Who did out. did I say I that? What the yeah. fuck? Was your intro not a throwback to S2E15? No. I didn't know what you meant by throwback. Oh, um, welcome to the podcast where we talk about our mothers and born oh. from. All right. Yeah. <laughs> that is a hell of a throwback. I totally forgot Man. about it. We'll link I really to that episode. That was, of the, yeah, we'll link I really to thought that was intentional. I hope that it shots out and it looks exactly like Peyton. Like, not a baby face at all, just literally like Peyton. Beard, well, everything, I mean, glasses. Just... How do I shot baby? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all of my babies so far have looked a little bit like me when Mm-mm. I was a baby. I'm talking like Dr. Evil mini-me thing. Hayden, how how disgusted would you be if it came out and it looked exactly like Jathan? Not disgusted at all. I think he's a beautiful boy, and uh, he deserves (laughs) all the love and attention he can get because clearly he has not gotten. Mm. Reminder, I mean, I bought bought him a YubiKey, so he's got to say something. Oh, oh my God. There you go. Dang it. Hey, Clams Maloney. Hey, uh, Beaches. Shout out to Beaches. Shout out to Peyton. Hey, Nosbeck. Is this 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 uh, hey, we just devolved into giving sh- shout outs to my wife, I guess. <laughs> shout out to Brent's wife, too. Hey, what's up? Yeah, Brent's <laughs> wife. Here, here. How are you doing? <laughs> Do not. Do not. You've got your own way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And sure. definitely don't ever say anything bad about the ferrets. Oh, I will I will get so mad. Ferrets are yeah. just stinky. Not all of them. Animal thingies. Well, I, don't, I don't know. One cats, time I accidentally said something bad about the well, ferrets. Well, why would you do that? <laughs> Well, he's I didn't J-thon. know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, anyway, what the hell's the tip? That's the tip. He just gave I us gave the us, tip. Gave you the fucking tip. It was he the talked baby. The he Yubi talked about Yubikey. And the fucking baby, bitch. And how he easy didn't it tell was us anything about it. The baby. He, yeah, he oh. said it was easy. It was easy. That's a tip. Yeah. Yeah. That's a factoid. You should. Peyton's <laughs> factoid segment. Right. Yes. Are we really drawing the line in the sand between okay, tip so and I, factoid? I plugged it into the parallel. Technically, Jathan. And then I went to the browser and I did. This the is start. why people like my segment no, better because Jathan, it's technically it is a tip and not a factoid because a tip is a subjective piece of Correct. helpful advice. Correct. A no. factoid is a piece of objective truth. That's fucking right. Yeah. Okay. So it may not be easy for everyone. This episode is going to be the highest rank we ever had. I'm just calling it. <laughs> it might. We can, we can name it something okay. good like... Okay, I've got some announcements. Like Pussy Pocket something or other. <laughs> right. You know, like, We're right. going to name it My Friend Tom, a memoir. <laughs> Rip my space. Go ahead there, Brontosaurus. So, coming up, we've got some game nights. The primary game night is the spooktacular. For the first time, you've gotten it right. God damn. On 
It's a spooktacular because it's. T- Do I have to say it every yes. time I say the word? Every, every time. time. Oh, yes. it feels. It feels so dumb. It doesn't matter. Okay, it's a two night event. It's on October thirtieth and thirty first. Uh-huh. Both nights starting at 2 Eastern. Or uh, 8 Eastern. Sorry, yeah. 8 p.m. <laughs> Eastern. How did you even do that? I was, look, I was reading it, and it's it says, you know, 20 hundred. Because oh. I, I read all my times in 24 hour, and I saw the yeah. 2, and in my mind it translates to 2. But no. 8 p.m. Eastern on both nights, going until question mark. And, you know, I will link to the post that has all the information you need. It has a link to our Discord, which will have the server information, server password, all that stuff. Plus, we use Discord for chat. Yeah, we use Discord now. So if you haven't been to one of our game nights yet, they're very laid back. We often fuck around. Yeah. We get the job done, though. Well, you know, more importantly, you know, if you stay late into the night, we get to a point where it's like three or four dedicated people left. And then... It just turns into us talking about whatever. So, but we do still play. It's yeah, just, typically, yeah. but it's it's yeah, and it's yeah. it's yeah yeah yeah. Peyton, are you going to be joining that for the spooktacular thing, or are you going to be busy with Bebe? I may be able to step away for a couple hours, especially if we can get the baby and the two-year-old down around the same time. I can probably step away for okay. a, so you know, I, a couple hours. I should probably set up streaming before then. Then yeah 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 we oh, can just yeah. start streaming. Okay, we'll we'll figure that out. And then in addition to that, you know, that's at the end of October. And then November 7th, starting again at 8 Eastern, Eastern Standard, because we'll hit, you know, the, we'll be falling back. Fall back on November 1st. A daylight savings time following region. We should ban. November 7th at at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard, we will be, I I will be playing games for 24 hours straight. To raise money for charity. Now, I need to get links out for that. Are but, you yeah. going to literally sign on at whatever time you're starting and you cannot get up from the computer until 24 hours has passed? Or are you well, he's going to have to take a poop. No, 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 shut up. Are you allowed to take I, breaks? Like, are you allowed to take like five minutes to go and like walk around and get the blood flowing back to your legs? Or I mean, I'm probably going to take bathroom breaks, obviously. No, it, it needs to be like uh, South Park. Mom! <laughs> <laughs> Ew, bathroom! No. Bathroom! <laughs> Poor Nino, bring me a bucket. <laughs> Gross. No, wait, no. Wait, wait, wait. Brent. Yes. How do you feel about Minecraft? <laughs> no. You wouldn't play Minecraft for That'd Half-Life so with me? That'd be so boring. No, Minecraft no. is a lot of fun, actually. Uh, Minecraft it, Half-Life? It is pretty. I, yeah, see, I don't have Minecraft. Extra Life is what I meant. Okay, but for, it's for the children. I'll think about it. I'll think because about it. I would totally host a server. There and is. Like, if it's your first time, it'd be pretty fun to just stream you playing for the first time. No. No. Yes, it would. Right, Peyton? Yes. No. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, it'd be so boring. It's not boring. It's a lot of fun. It's really no, not boring. No, because I'd be sitting there and I'd be reading the yeah. documentation. No, there's no documentation. You just learn yeah, by you doing. Learn by doing. There's no documentation. Punch shit. You just punch that. What well, could go wrong? Walk up to a tree. Is and that why you it. like it, Jathan? Because yeah. you don't need to read documentation? Yep. Well, and you punch things, you don't break your hand. <laughs> Learn to Bear punch, it up. Jathan, clearly. No, I I had planned to do Unreal, uh, again, on an open co-op server, so y'all are, are mm-hmm. welcome to join mm-hmm. me and play along. I welcome mm-hmm. it, because otherwise it would take super long. So I'll be playing Unreal. How and long does Half-Life take to play again? By yourself? I'm doing Unreal oh. on oh. Extra Life. But that's, I mean, it's, it's a long, it might take me seven hours. Really? Unreal's that long? It's very long. Mm-hmm. It goes down to maybe like three or four hours with two people or more. But yeah, the maps are huge. That's it might have taken like 12 hours. Yeah, they're big. Yes, thank you. Now, they're big maps. When you compare them to like Doom, how big are they? 
bigger. So take take like your normal seven. Doom map, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Multiply that by about 10 to 20. Okay. 10 to 20? And that's about the... I'm sorry? 10 to 20? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because some, you know, some of the maps are bigger, uh-huh. some are smaller. And that's about your average Unreal map. And thankfully, it's not all mazes like Doom is, but there are still some mazes. And for the most part, I know where and everything taco is. Demons. Like, I know how to get there, but what? And Taco Demons. There are gas bags which look like Kako demons. I know. Yes. I was saying the way Jathan says them because I know because Jathan, right? Yeah. Which brings me to my next point. If I do manage to get Unreal beat, we will be doing some Doom, so Jathan can play Doom. some of his Taco demons. You want to slay some Taco demons, Jathan? You we're gonna... playing Minecraft. No, we're not. I think we're not. I think we're not doing that. You should play Minecraft for an hour and see at and least see where you go with it. I want to see what yeah. you can produce in an hour yeah. of working with Jay. Having never played, and don't, you know, like, uh, no tutorial, yeah. no reading. I want yeah. you to just literally no, jump into a server first time. Minecraft. And not anything special. No mods or anything like that. I think just, this sounds like a lot of fun. Minecraft. No. Fun for you, maybe. No, no, I think you will. I think you'll enjoy No, it. it's just, it's slow. Look, unless I'm, like, running from and towards things and shooting them. It's just not oh, really... You can do you, all those things. I told you the best part. At night, there are these bats that come down and try to eat your face. Yeah, okay. And zombies. But that's and not, you can shoot no, them. No, it's not... Ugh. No, it's different, guys. It's not an FPS. It's better. It's better. I can't bunny hop. You can I bunny can't. hop. You, you can, can bunny hop. What are you yeah. talking about? You can bunny hop. You can strafe you, jump you can definitely in jump. Minecraft? Strafe in Minecraft, absolutely. Strafe jump? Yes. Yeah. You can do... I don't know about that. Listen, you can jump off of a block that's 3,000 feet high and double bucket uh-huh. on the ground and land the bucket just before you hit the ground and you'll save yourself. And you'll okay. live. Yeah. That actually, you can do that in Half-Life too. Okay, whatever. We don't really Both care Half-Life about Half-Life okay. engines. As We're long not as talking you, about as long right you land in like an inch of water or whatever. Yes. We're, We're not talking about Half-Life right now. We don't really now. care about Half-Life. Yeah. Half-Life is stupid. Excuse you, Jathan. Half-Life is, is probably the greatest is. shooter of all time. Dude, Peyton, we saw you in a game the other night. What? Did we? Oh yeah. <laughs> Me and Brent were testing the uh game server for Spooktacular. No, Jathan. Spooktacular. There you, there you go. And there's this guy, he looks just like you, but he's dead. <laughs> he looks he actually looks nothing like him, but <laughs> Yeah, I don't yeah, even Jathan. remember how that started. I just walked up to this guy who's laying on the ground and I was like, Hey look, it's Peyton. Oh that yeah, so that reminds me so for the, the Spooktacular Spook. we'll be playing They Hunger on the first night. And afraid of monsters on the second. Ooh. And Jathan was helping me test both of them, make sure I had Sven co-op set up correctly for him. Yeah, and he didn't. I did. Well, I got there. See, because he read the documentation, and then he tested. I read the it, t- and then he and I tested it. Well, that's why. I, that's why I wanted to test it, make sure it would be ready. We to haven't go. started on the topic, and I'm we haven't, out of we alcohol. Haven't. No, well, that's your own fault. And so we were playing, we were, you know, testing They Hunger. And it's like the first chapter and you come across this particular room with some dead people. And Jathan's like, he in the game chat, he just types, it's Payton. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Payton isn't in here. And then he walks over to this, like, this corpse and he's, he's just Payton. And it looked nothing like Payton. <laughs> but from then on, throughout the entire game, that particular character model is now Payton. Fantastic. So. I'm glad that I uh, was able to give you guys some enjoyment when I wasn't even there. You're bald and have glasses. I'm not bald. Uh-uh. Oh, you are now. Uh, okay. All right. Anyway, the character model in the game is bald. Oh. So. Also, you're dead. 
Yeah, you are I'm very only dead. dead because you killed me. Okay, you're, you're dead twice. Uh, no, technically yeah. it was me. I jibbed you. I exploded you into many different bodies. No, 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 no. When we were playing together, the reason why I died is because Jathan oh. beat me up. Oh yeah, no. There's probably there's literally no evidence of that. <laughs> there's video, video evidence, evidence of that. Evidence. Yes, you deserved it. <laughs> Wait, we went from that never happened, there's no evidence of that, to you deserved it? Well, whatever. <laughs> topic. 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 Very topic. All right, we really should get on the road here. On the road again. Just get on with it. To, uh, get to get on, on with it. Yeah. Uh, right. So, to start with languages, right? When we talked about this, and I'll have to link the episode because I, I can't remember which one we mentioned it, but we basically said there's two key languages you need to know for systems administration. Python! Bash Where are they, Python. Hayden? Bash and Python. Bash and Python. Yep. For Linux administration. Now, that's not actually fair. We said that you needed to know Bash and a more complex scripting language. Like Python. And like Python. Sure. Technically, it could be Perl or Ruby. However, if you don't already know one of those and you're choosing... Choose, choose Python. Python. Yeah, don't, don't, don't do either of those. Perl's, Perl's more or less dead. Ruby is, I would say, on its way out. It doesn't really have a whole lot of use unless you're already a Ruby shop and have in-house right. developed all the, these The problem is everybody so. already knows Python. Well, it's not the problem. That's well, a, a good candidate. That's what I'm saying. The, oh. the, that's the problem with choosing to learn Ruby right Oh, with right Ruby now. versus yeah. Ruby and Perl. Yeah. Now, yeah. that being said, uh, Puppet is Ruby. And Puppet is not dying. Yeah. So, yeah, but that potentially, if you work in a puppet shop, it could be compelling. That might be the only reason, honestly. Yeah, I can see for actually wanting to choose Ruby. But yeah, I would stick with my suggestions there. It still holds true, Bash and Python, and for Windows, Python three. But I, I you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Hmm. Now, or Linux mixed, even. No, or yeah, there no. is there is PowerShell port, PowerShell for no. Linux or Linux. No. no, but part of that is it it may not be readily available for like red hat for instance well it's definitely not installed on every system by default whereas no. bash pretty much is bash almost absolutely is if it's linux yeah yeah and if you learn posix shell scripting which is a little less fun but but yeah but then you have corn then shell you, can do you have BSD, bash, you shell. can do solaris just, you can do can I just say fuck corn shell fuck yeah shell. fuck corn yeah. shell but all of these bash included can support posix shell Right. So if you know how to script POSIX compliant shell script, you're really good for any mix environment. And we did not mention that earlier, we I don't not. think. But that's it is a good thing to learn like the differences between bash specific bashisms more Even or less. honestly learning like POSIX shell one liners is a worthwhile sure. endeavor. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Aux said all those. Mm. That's <sighs> not totally fair though, because mm. a lot of systems that don't have bash also wouldn't have GNU said. For example, uh, mm. no, trust me, trust no, me. No, I, I, I know what you're saying. I mean, like, so just if, be careful saying. We'll put it said. this way: like, said is always going to be installed. It's a question of which said, or even GNU grep, or right, right. I mean, you're always going to have grep and said in a Nix environment, but mostly they might not always be GNU grep or GNU right. said. And they all do have their own intricacies and quirks, I guess, and things that make you want to poke your own. Eyes to out. be fair, that was Solaris's grep you, that made Solaris. you want to poke your eyes out, you, wasn't it? Well, it was a Lumos. I don't know that it's upstream in Solaris necessarily. 
Solaris is upstream dead, I think. I, I thought Illumos was the continuation of... Well, I don't know. All I'm telling you is it was Illumos. Okay. Well, point So I can't speak to I think Solaris it has its here. roots in Solaris. But I we, believe you're probably it. right. But, you know. Well, we'll just call it Sun Unix. How about that? Yeah, whatever. Sun Unix Call it whatever you want. But, yeah. I mean, learn the intricacies, but you can, if you don't need a lot of complication, you can write certain expressions and patterns that will work in every version of grep and every version of set and so on so yes. keep that in mind but if you know the more general you can learn the better obviously unless you know for a fact that you have a homogeneous environment which it'd be really nice if we all did but we don't we don't right and sometimes you just don't know what you're going to get yourself into yep. sure that's yeah. so, I mean, that's fair i'd say it's better to learn a specific one rather than not learn any at all because then if you need to change to a different dialect it's pretty easy to unlearn bashisms and get to a posix what Uh, i agree and i disagree i'm sorry you have a good reason why (laughs) i think it's harder do you have a good reason why you both agree and disagree i think it's harder to unlearn bashisms i think Mm. you know like let's talk about two sort of more advanced shells let's talk about bash and csh Going from nobody's one of them writing to the... Z scripts. That's an interactive shell. I'm sure somebody somewhere is. Well, okay, you can, but it'd be dumb to. Well, I'm just saying, jumping between them, there are bashisms that don't exist in ZSH or behave differently. That's true. Shaytan, that's why they're called bashisms. Right, you... but it's not that easy to break the but habit. ZSH is okay. not a default on. No, it's. AIX I'm talking rights. about. Going from Jesus. bash it's or instance on the arch install. Okay, I'm talking, talking about, about going from bash to POSIX shell scripting. Yeah. Okay. It is easier to ZSH. unlearn the bashisms Get off ZSH. Than to not and be anything. retained and to be left with the POSIX shell ability than it is to just jump straight into POSIX scripting from scratch. Right. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Well, that's not what you said. That is what I said. Payton understood me yep. fine, didn't you, Payton? Yep, I sure did. Okay. Two out of three ain't bad, j <laughs> To quote Meatloaf. Well, I would hope that you would understand yourself. So, yes, two out of three ain't bad. Yes. Yeah. And I'm sure our audience understood me fine. Because context. So, now but, we can yeah. say that j not only doesn't read documentation, he doesn't pay attention when people are talking. <laughs> we have been alerted that j is drunk. So, yeah. j sound the alarms. Not enough. <laughs> No, it doesn't make that any sense how this get, happened. Chug, that sounds get, like enough. Chug, yeah. Now, I'm going to say something here, and it's going to... Oh, not something. <laughs> it's going to give Jathan some kind of hard-on, probably. I'm going to mention Golang. I am going not to maintain... Not a language. I'm going to maintain that Golang is not a good language for systems administrators. No, you're wrong. I've been le- no, I've, no. Well, here's... Are you going to hear me out? I'm going to hear you out. Okay. It still requires compilation. Yeah, you can compile it to whatever architecture you want, but fuck that. It still needs to be built, and the amount of overhead involved in developing that is not quite... It needs more involved test cases. It, you know, it's you're talking at that point from graduating from a script or two to a whole project. I am rewriting SSH Secure. I took a break because I got everything done except the... SSH keygen. No, that's done. Oh. It generates keys now. So everything is totally done except the config parsing. And oh. I have a way of doing it, but Dude, I... Dude, just use Viper. It's a pain in the ass. I oh, you're talking about SSH config. SSH deconfig, Jathan. 
Well, I thought there's a config for the program, but now I know that it's SSH secure and there isn't. Yeah, there isn't. There's. I am adding argument flags now, but they're all optional. So yeah, don't make it harder for me to use. You can call it the exact same way, Jathan. It won't be any different. Right. So getting back on topic. Yeah. So in my experience with Golang so far, it's a really not. I'll put it this way. Going from Python to Golang is not a pleasant experience. That I would agree with. Yeah. Yeah. And Python, it likes making it easy on you. And Golang prefers to have you work around it rather than it work around you. you But for good reason. No, no, it's not really a good reason. There's plenty of examples where it's like, why can't you just implement basic? All right. Did I link to the GitHub issue for Golang? about someone wanting min-max functions, and they're like, no, fuck you? I don't think so. Okay, well, I thought I did, but okay, look but into either, it. Either way. Point being, the devs are very hostile when you suggest, hey, here are some things to make Golang easier to use. They'll more or less say, fuck you. And it's a very verbose language. Am I to get another drink? Are you going to be doing this for a while? Yes. I'm almost done. Ugh. And it's a very verbose language, mm-hmm. and it's there's a lot of copying and pasting. Because, yeah. You you, like a dumb waiter. What? What you're a single level. You're in an apartment, Jathan. Yeah, like a sideways one. <laughs> a counter? A conveyor belt, you mean? Yeah, something like that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So that the bourbon could just come to me. Uh-huh. You could just keep a bottle of bourbon in your room. Right. Yeah. That makes it look bad when they come check though. Who who's when they come check? Come check. Eh, you know, whoever. <laughs> what? Who's, who's been who's been calling uh, who's been calling health checks on Jathan? I'm about to. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. All right, I'm going to get more. So you just keep talking. Oh, okay, he said fine. in Discord he's drunk. Yeah, yeah, I said that on air. Did you not hear me mention no, that? That was the red alert. Yeah, no, he's drunk. Yeah, so Golang, Golang. Still don't really recommend it. Well, I would say that it's a useful language to learn. Just and that, sure. I mean, it's you know another more stuff is being written correct, in Golang. Correct. So it doesn't hurt to learn it, but for operations, it's not really a win. You know, I'm really not 100% sure who the language is supposed to be for because it feels like Fisher Price shit. <laughs> you know, it's stripped down it's C. It's Java, so. Well, I mean, Java's like overcomplicated. Open Java's... Open <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it feels just Fisher Price. It feels like a Fisher Price C, mm-hmm. and it feels like a not as. It feels like, I don't know. Well, he's still talking about Golang anyway. It feels like Lua, you have to compile. Oh it's my gross. god, no. Okay, it, it does. No. It does. <sighs> but that brings me to my next point. Lua script is another good one to have mm. in your pocket for a lot of Nix, Nix administrations. Not as necessary. There's not as useful things you can do on the system side. But for complementary stuff like Nmap, Nmap supports Lua scripting. Nginx supports Lua scripting. And you've got all the software in your tool belt that supports Lua. So it's a very useful additional thing to learn. What did you just send me, Jathan? So I don't want to know. There's two things. So number one, I want to throw this in there kind of at a weird place maybe. But so for one, there are certain tools in my world that exist that use Lua as a templating language, which is super weird to me. Huh. But along the same lines, I also want to mention before we talk about anything else, I guess, Mm -hmm. that it's worth knowing at least a templating language in addition to a 
true programming language. Like it's it's mm. good to know some markup. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And and templating. Yeah, absolutely. I would say Jinja two at this point. I would too. Jinja two, you can easily enough pick up Django template language if you yeah. know Jinja two. Yeah, they're, Salt they're uses close Jinja. Enough. And it's just all around useful for config files if you don't want to roll yeah. out a whole configuration manager. Yeah. So it's a very, very robust template language for sure. Yeah. I like it a lot personally. But... So did you at least mention that Go is cross-compilable to a static binary? I said that when you were here. Yeah, but not really. Like I did. I was talking fast and you're drunk. So <laughs> I'm not surprised that you missed it. But yes. None I... of these things are true. <laughs> you just told us in chat. Like five minutes ago, ten I'm minutes drunk. ago, that you're drunk. We need a screen cap. I'm that. on the path. We need a screen cap. It was, that it was after. Show notes. Yeah. I'm on the path. Now, so, no, no, no. My point is, <laughs> on though, the warpath. there are cases, uh-huh. and you don't deal with this the same way I do. Like, you don't have legacy systems that are as old as my legacy system. Sure. So wait, there wait, are wait, cases. Wait. I bet I do. I'm not talking. You might. I'm talking about Brent. Okay. Because well, he's the one whining about Go right why now. Is he special? So, wait, you're telling me. There's I a need to learn a language. <laughs> dumb, dumb reference. Nice. You're telling me a language written in the past couple of years is beneficial yes. to yes. learning to admin systems that were written Honest many to God, yes. years ago. Being able to write something with Go that will run on a ZFS on Linux box that I built yesterday, but will also run on a Lumos from eight years ago has been yeah. amazing in my yeah. environment. Okay. You still have to build it for those architectures. Jason. I have to build the binary, but I yeah. I personally, yes. But I don't have to account for any of that in code. Why not? I don't either. Because what I'm doing works just fine across both. At that point, why not just get the same main version of Interpreter installed on all the boxes? Hmm? Please, huh? I huh, implore you huh? to try to get the same version why of Python not? 3 on <laughs> OmniOS <laughs> that you have on CentOS 8. <laughs> Can you get 3.6 on OmniOS? I haven't checked in a long time, but as of like a year ago, it was not an easy feat. But the question but was... Doable. If it's doable, if it's doable, Jathan, you can automate it. And if you can automate it, it's a move Boom, point. headshot. Yeah. Got him. Let's, let's just move past Proved this. incorrect. Okay. Wrong. <laughs> let's move on to the okay. other shit. Jathan brought an empty bourbon bottle, to, bourbon bottle to a knife fight is what he did. <laughs> who's the drunk one now calculator mm. yeah i know just because i i am not good at talking doesn't mean my or point's looking no i'm all right at drinking <laughs> yeah so he's better at drinking than he is can, can you guys think of any yeah <laughs> hey, oh you know what if brent with went with us when we were at hope and drank as much as we did i would not what? have been the subject of the party that's for damn sure <laughs> yeah maybe not before we get off this topic, yes, and this just came to me, I do also want to revisit. We talked about scripting languages, or languages in general, really. We talked about formatting languages. We should talk about data languages. Okay. So languages actually meant to contain data. These are things like JSON, YAML, XML, right? Yeah. Learn all three. Learn the intricacies of all three. JSON and YAML, you'll probably spend all of like five to ten minutes on each. YAML is basically a sub... Or is, is YAML a subset of JSON, or is it the other way around? I always forget. I forget, too. Hmm. I know sure that YAML is a subset of JSON. Okay. Well, it might be the other way around, honestly. Hmm. I think JSON's a subset of YAML. I think YAML's a superset of JSON. Anyways, point being, they're close enough once you understand how they contain data. 
XML is a whole different beast because most people don't use it properly. Most people just use it with tags. What you're really supposed to use it with is something like a schema where you can actually validate data and validate valid values in the, in the data and stuff like that. It's a really cool, great language for containing data. But learn all three. XML is, is going to take you longer to really get a good handle on. But once you do, you're going to really understand its power. I think that's why a lot of people hate XML, honestly, is because they don't understand how much better it is, like how many more things it supports. And it has comments. So, but yeah. So learn all three because they're all in common usage. And that's kind of what I close on. I can't think of any other languages that are really relevant to system systems administration these days. You guys have anything? No, I think you pretty much not a lot. Well, yeah, I think we covered it really, right, Jalen? Yeah, I think we. Yeah. I, think yeah. I mean, learn Python. Mm-hmm. Even if you're doing procedural sort of scripting stuff, I think it's worth learning class-based Python, like object-oriented oh, yeah. Python. Absolutely, yeah. Because then it's it's a lot more reusable too. Right, and you don't realize it when you start out. So, like, it's yeah. fine to start out just writing like procedural code, but force yourself to learn object-oriented Python. Mm-hmm. And it will still benefit you even in a sysadmin, you know, scripting. One hundred percent. I agree with that. That's the first time he's ever one hundred percent. I mean, normally like ninety nine, we'll get there. A hundred percent, though. This is you don't I'm you don't take normally say right smart now. things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, f- you found more smart. you found more booze. Yeah. Okay, we can continue then. Keep yeah. going. There you go. So, second topic <laughs> is compliance regulations, compliance. right? The bane of our existence. Because we don't, well, and uh, if we don't you, like to. If you listen to compliance talk, they're the ones that yeah. are saving the company from yeah. lawsuits or, you know, whatever. I'm doing the pantomime. I, I, I get you. You guys can't you. see it, but I get you. I, I could, yeah, I could like sense that you were doing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's bullshit. It is. But there are some. You can tell where they came from. You can tell it was good ideas on paper, kind of a thing, but. Real world, well, I mean, not so much. Communism is going to, but that too, doesn't mean so. you can just. You know, I'm sorry. Communism is going to paper too. Well, <laughs> touche. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you you run into this situation where they're maybe not the best, but you still have to follow them in some cases. If you work in the healthcare industry, for instance, you have to follow HIPAA, unquestionably. Well, that, it's, that, it's a let requirement. Me, let me just say something really fast about that. Yeah, I get. Where, like, HIPAA comes from, I get where, like, STIG comes from, I, I guess. Like, SIP comes from. I get where they come from. There's a good intention behind it. The problem uh-huh. is that a lot of times the good intention is replaced by a bureaucrat wanting to use it as a means to punish people who violate the system. And, mm. uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, we, you get these people who completely ignore it. And don't get in trouble unless they do something that, like, alerts. I don't know. I'm not getting out what I want to try. What I'm trying to get out properly. All I'm trying to say yeah, is, like, you know, <laughs> well, all I'm trying to say is, like, you know, like, these things exist because there have been abuses in the past, but they are almost... Ineffectual. Well, they're ineffectual and they're monolithic, too, you know? Mm. And the punishment for violating one of these oftentimes does not befit the crime, honestly. You know, I mean, mm. you know. I think I understand what you mean. I, for a second there, I thought you meant from, like, trying to uh, 
well, use like I, I mean, um, stick violations a, against an attacker, but you mean like fining yeah. a company for right? Exactly, exactly. Okay, I mean I I'm all for using it properly. I'm all for if change management is actually mm-hmm. like aware of like, hey, we've got this network outage that's going to happen at five, and there's a server replacement at five thirty, and then somebody's patching at six. Maybe we shouldn't do those things within 30 minutes of each other. Perhaps one should, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like the whole point behind some of this is change management and it doesn't always work out that well. And I'm kind of derailing a little bit. I apologize. But I mean, well, realistically, you know, like, like HIPAA violations, you know, you're not supposed to reveal information about someone to someone who's not authorized. Mm-hmm. But how do you determine mm-hmm. who's authorized? If the person who's yeah. sick can't sign a piece of paper, you're leaving well, people that's... who aren't married to the person in the wind. And, you know, I mean, that's kind of more, that's kind of meta, right? Because that person should have like a living will type okay. situation, you know, but. But what if they get it? Okay. All right. So that's fine. They should have a living will. But what if they don't have Most people don't, to be fair. But you, right. by the way, if you're listening and you don't have a living will set up, you should really set it's one up. It's very easy. It's very simple. I, I believe it's no, limited cost or no cost. But I digress. Yeah. So like, like, say you're not married and you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, whatever. And you got a car accident and you're in a coma. Mm-hmm. Your boyfriend slash girlfriend can't come into the hospital and tell the hospital your wishes because they won't listen to it. And then they can't get information mm-hmm. either from the hospital about your condition. Right. And I feel like if you can. And if you're a legal adult with no family alive, you're, you're fucked. Fucked. And yeah. I mean, realistically, there has to be a method of saying, hey, I'm with this person. And yeah. Some, obviously, that's open to abuse whatever but there has to be a way you know of saying that this person is my significant other please let me in the room so i can be with them whatever whatever you have to say whatever you have to do to to prove it uh, you know i mean that opens right. that opens pa- some doors up but I and by the way living wills are different from power of attorneys but they are closely related so definitely like look into that Don't stuff for yourself <laughs> this is off off topic yes, from this yes. but I, I but it's still good to know like look into that stuff in your own time because it's not as complex as you think it is and it's really quick and easy to set up so you should definitely set it up but also also i was more so well if yeah. you write a will out in pen and you sign it in pen that's a binding will by the way you can also mail it to yourself and once it gets postmarked, uh, it becomes a legal document i don't know about that to but... an extent not really but it's better than nothing and you know none of us are lawyers but i will leave it as as it's not it doesn't have the same amount of legal validity as an actual will kept with an executor well sure ideally you would get but it's better than nothing but right okay but a will written and all in pen not typed but written in pen and signed by you in pen is a binding document and can supersede a will with somebody else Yes. Absolutely. Nope. Absolutely. It is. Well, I would want to hear that from an attorney, personally. Uh, okay. But I can. I can. Uh, yeah. I can get yeah. That so it, if that's the route you want to take, guys, you know, confirm it with the attorney of your own state, obviously. But mm-hmm. all that aside. All that aside. Back on topic. Stig. Yeah. So we have multiple regulations. Stig, GDPR, HIPAA, things like this. Actually, get, it's the, very easy to get HIPAA certified. By oh yeah, yeah. It is. Uh, it is. It's a, so it's a right. So we're not going to talk too much about the specifics because it's going to vary a lot between them. Mm-hmm. But if you do anything with data these days, you're going to be 
if it's billing data, you're going to want to look into, what is it called? PCL3? Yeah, P- PL3? Uh, yes. P- something like that. P- it, it starts with a P. PCI? PCI. I think it's PCI. PCI. Yeah. yeah. That's what it is. PCI. So if you're processing payments, you want to look into that regulation. Just Google it, like PCI, payment, whatever. Well, you also need to look up the GDPR, too, as well, because that I think that supersedes. Well, so and that's where things start to get tricky. Yeah. DMCA's, for instance. DMCA is a U.S. law. If your company is outside the U.S. and your service, your servers, really, are outside the U.S., and the technically, if the customer is outside the U.S., you can totally ignore DMCA. Now, your native country that you're actually doing business in may have their own thing, yep. but a DMCA is not valid for that. They have their own regulations for that. So, that it's important to know. The U.S. copyright has no validity really outside the u.s and again none of us are lawyers but check that with a a copyright attorney and you may be surprised so there do keep that in mind but if you are in the u.s you do have to follow dmca you can register to be a safe harbor i highly recommend it if you're a service provider i can maybe put a a link in the show notes to the portal where you can do that yeah man but that is a very good thing to do because that will limit your own liability if something goes down and one of your customers happens to violate the dmca gdpr is similar lines technically only valid for the europe for european for countries. the europe. european countries so if your company is in europe if your servers are in europe and technically though it's completely unenforceable i should add if your customers if your customers are in europe then you have to follow gdpr according to gdpr itself but again, if your customers are in Europe and your company is in the U.S. and your servers are in the U.S., it's toothless. They don't really have any way of enforcing that. California does have its own thing, yada, yada, yada. But yeah, do keep that in mind. However, on paper, it's not a bad thing. You should always strive to anonymize your customers as much as possible. Yeah. Well, and GDPR has conferred benefits around the world at this point. Like, you know, private who is information at this point is basically free everywhere. Pretty much, yeah. That's true. Yeah. I mean, it is It is true. There are some, we'll call them ripples. We'll call them positive ripples. But I still kind of view it as a scam because there's a lot of, they didn't have the practicality in mind when they laid out the groundwork for it. I'll put it that way. I think the thing that is interesting to me is that essentially politicians have made these proclamations and then we've gone around and tried to make it for them. And that's not always worked out the way it should have, you know. Do so you remember, well, I think it's it's been like two or three times by now. It started with the clipper chip. And how the government wants uh, like government mandated backdoors. Yeah, they're still wanting that. Yeah. They're still wanting that. Yeah, they still want that. Yeah. And we've I think we've talked about why that's a really dumb and or impossible idea to do well. Mm-hmm. But We have at length. Yeah, but kind of the same line. It's a politician saying, this seems like a good idea. You know, in the short term, this seems great. Again, they're only thinking about short term which a lot of people do. There's no way this could ever be abused. Like, this will help us do good things. Why don't you want this? You must be a bad, you must be on the bad guys team. Right. Well, no. Right, right, right. It's because we in the industry have a little bit more of a nuanced insight into where those ripples are actually going to go. So a lot of people in tech, even me personally, I greatly value privacy and anonymity online. Mm -hmm. But I opposed, and I still sort of do, GDPR because it's, it was not really planned out from a technical standpoint it was planned out from a policy a policy standpoint and without that technical insight 
there's not a, a lot of really good stuff you can do with it. So do keep that in mind. But yeah, GDPR, the more you anonymize, the better. And there are hard lines for what you have to anonymize to be GDPR compliant. I'm not going to get into that again because it's it's a lot. But there are situations where you can be exempt and all this other stuff. What I'm getting at here is whether it's HIPAA, GDPR, STIG, which is the DOD recommendations, which actually are pretty good for what it's worth. Whatever it is, whatever regulation you need to be compliant of or want to be compliant of, so you have bragging rights or whatever, research it. Get the act, like look over the actual text of the thing. Don't rely on like summaries like top 10 things you need to know about GDPR on the internet. You know? <laughs> That's Bullshit. what Jay do. Don't pay attention to them. Yeah, don't read them. Get the actual text and get an attorney to break it down for mm-hmm. you. Get someone with liability that you can rely on. So that's like step number one. Always get an attorney. Have your in-house legal if you're lucky enough to have them. Have them look over the regulations and have a dialogue with them. Actually talk about what difficulties you're going to have in applying this regulation. And from there, you know, I... document. Document everything is really the only other advice I can give on that. You got to approach it as like, you got to look at it. It's like, okay, what was the original purpose of this regulation? And kind of frame your mindset around that. Because that's going to make the whole situation a lot easier. No, (laughs) no. Because the more you can kind of frame it from that perspective in your mind, the easier it's going to be to think of how you may be in violation of that regulation. Things like that. How you can future-proof it for your future deployments and things like that. So the second most important thing behind, besides you know, get an actual attorney to, to do this stuff for you is to really have a good idea of what the sort of quote-unquote spirit of the law is. See, that's a, that's a good comment. But the problem is that sometimes they don't know the spirit of their own comment. No, they you know? right, of their own law. Had, yeah, no, I get that. New SIP regulations come in. They don't want any scripts on SIP servers. And then we're like, okay, well, what defines a script? Well, that has a .sh at the end of it. Well, that's that's not necessarily a script because in Linux, and you can name a file anything; it doesn't matter what it's named. Right, right. As long as you don't use the forbidden characters, you can file name a file. Well, that's like GDPR all over again. Right, GDPR right. all over again. Right, that's ideals. That's policy over. But if I have a if I have a file in my home directory says file.sh, and it's just a list of like file names. That's not mm-hmm. a script, but according to them, it is because it has a .sh at the end of it. And so it's like, okay. I mean, technically, any script is, any text file is a script. It's just a matter of which interpreter sure. you run it through. And sure. how many errors it's going to spit out when you do. Sure. But, I, I mean, and that's yeah. why it's ridiculous to have that statement because it is. Linux I agree. does not follow like what Windows does, you know. And so mm-hmm. I would say if it has an executable bit on it, then you could consider it a script. But they yeah, don't but you can also you just call run. the interpreter directly. Right, you and... can just say bash my file.sh even if it's not executable. I understand yeah, that. Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to say, like, there are better methods than the name has the .sh in it, so it's obviously a script. You know? I would say a good policy writers, if you're listening, pay They're attention. <laughs> they should. They fall asleep already. Yeah, well, they should be listening because this is actually relevant. I would say a good definition for a script according to policy. Now, again, it's going to be really hard to automate this from a technical standpoint. But this is where that nuance comes in, right? Any file which is written to be procedurally executed Hmm. is a script. 
Can you break that down a little bit more? Because sure. because I hey, get it and most so, of us get it, but what is so look at this? What is a script, right? right? Whether it's a Python script, a Bash script, a Perl script, whatever, it's a set of instructions for a computer to right. do. It's not intended or, to be manually executed by the I user. I want an or here. Okay. Or would you? What about a file that's intended to be sourced? Hmm. Because modifying your environment matter. could have fairly drastic consequences on the execution of things I mean, in the environment. That's pretty true. You can source your, but it, it, you know, Bash RC to run a script that you know downloads. So I mean, here's, I'm here's the problem with that: when you log in, when you log in, it automatically sources .bashrc, right. for instance, right? right? Is your on. systems interpreter is your interactive shell then in violation? Is your Bash I mean, RC in violation? It could be because they had to then go on. Well, here's on. The, here's the they other had to side go of that. Later and say, okay, anything that's designed by the operating system to run is okay. Okay. So okay, like well, a Bash RC. The problem with that, or, or I guess the solution to that, you don't need a Bash RC to log you in. You don't. To get a shell, correct. You don't. you don't. It makes things a pain in the ass. It really does. But you don't. So technically, you can get rid of Bash RCs. But I would classify a script as a set of instructions for a computer to execute, right? Either that's, manually at, at the end of the day, or that's automatically, what, correct? No, 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 no just, man, just automatically. Well, you may invoke a script, but the computer is the one actually going through the script and executing see, each part. They don't make that differentiation. But they should. And that's I why agree. they need technical expertise that's, input. Right. That's, that's what I'm saying. Right? That's, that's what I'm trying to get. So, is, that, is that someone smarter than them in the ways of systems administration needs to be the one telling them, hey, this this doesn't work this way. No, I absolutely agree with that. And, and that goes for every technical legislation written or technical regulation. I mean, written. at some point, a you lawyer know, can you write need it down, it. but someone yeah. other than them needs to say, this is feasible or this is not. And then they need to actually like listen to them say whether that'll work or not. Because otherwise, yeah. you leave so system you... admins scrambling in the wind to make sure that they're compliant and they're not usually... Right. Sorry. Yeah, so if you happen to be a policy writer or a regulation writer and all that, regulation designer, I should say, make sure you have many different people close to you when you're doing if this. If you work for NERC or FERC, I'm John DeMassey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's really kind of what I wanted to get at here is you need to just not ignore these regulations if you're bound by them. But you also need to understand that they were not written with your role or with operations or with your service or anything like that in mind. They were written to be very general things. And I, you know, it, and sometimes some of them are even conflicting too. So segregation is good. So if you have some things that need to file PC, to follow PCI, you've got some things that need to follow HIPAA. So you're like a health insurance company, right? Keep those systems totally separate. Only pass the information you need to. You don't need to pass the entire customer information or the entire medical record to process the payment. Right. You only need right. to, pro to pass the actual billing information. That's correct. So do it that way. That's you know, correct. Limit the information that gets shared between systems. And that way you can segregate out the different regulations to their appropriate systems. And you don't have to worry about that kind of conflict, you know? So there, that's definitely advice to heed, I would say. That's kind of more advice for developers, maybe. Oh, no, that's that's infrastructure architecture, I guess. But, yeah, 
And developers, stop giving your system and stop giving your operations team a hard time for trying to segregate systems because this is why they're trying to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Cool. All right. I don't think I have anything else to add to that. Do you guys have anything, anything else for that topic? I just think it's... I appreciate the efforts to try and maintain the ability for people to do changes without destroying everything. But at the same time, like some of this stuff is just ridiculously complicated and convoluted. Mm. And, you know, I like being able to just log in and do my work, you know, but I digress. Right. Right. Got to make sure them lawyers don't be afraid. are paid, you know. Right. And don't be afraid to write more nuanced regulations oh, yeah. Yeah. and have more yeah. cases for case by case exclusion. And your regulations as well. It's really interesting. Where I work, we used to have to have somebody else watching over our shoulder before we did something. Way back mm. before I joined. Jathan. You've been very quiet. What's up, Dad? Do you have anything, Dad? No. Somebody, Peyton said at some point that HIPAA compliance is easy, and it's not. It is easy. Uh, getting the HIPAA certification no. is easy. Yes, absolutely. He the, said certification, getting certified. He said getting certified is easy. Yeah. He didn't say Like compliance. as an individual? Yes. Yeah. Okay, because getting HIPAA compliance... No, no, and... that's impossible. No, no, no. HIPAA compliance no. Is, is a pain in the ass. I wasn't ass. talking about compliance. Getting yeah. certified. certified. Yeah, getting HIPAA oh, certified. I, I'm not certified. You should. Well, you should. It's, easy. it's so easy. Okay. Especially it's, with... like a, it's like a three-hour video. You take a couple tests, and you're done. $15. Yeah, there you go, Jathan. Certificate in the mail. Go for oh, it. Interesting. So, Jathan. Yeah. If the DoD releases 15 stakes... Related to storage clustering. Is that a missile? Uh, what? No. Stakes, I got a meat missile for you, Mom. Security technical implementation guides. Stakes. Stakes. So the DoD puts out 15 stakes. 17,526. Yeah. <laughs> How many of those stakes are relevant to you? Oh, God. Uh, 12. Just <sighs> well, I've been making this so much easier on you because I haven't even needed you to do any math and you're still like 15. humming and hawing. There you go. Well, Why I, don't you give us your 15 claims? You what? don't get to decide what's relevant. I just said there's stakes related to storage <sighs> clusters. See, the, again, <sighs> he proves he didn't listen. I yeah. gave up storage clusters for a Lent. You don't... <laughs> it's you not even... See, I thought it's not... You know what? No. I'm not getting into this right now. Just what are your 15 claims? I looked back in our show notes. I was not able to find an instance of us talking about this. Uh huh. It's not to say we haven't. It just never made it into the show notes. Uh huh. So I wanted to talk very briefly, or as much as we want, mm -hmm. because that's what we do here. Mm -hmm. Fuck the haters about imposter syndrome. We yeah. I, I don't. We I don't think a, we've talked we about it. We had a great discussion so, about this in Discord. Discord. Well, Did it I, was okay. I don't know if it was. That's all right. Yeah, it was fine. Again, so, so none of us are lawyers, none of us are psychology experts. I'm a doctor, but it's different. He's not a doctor. Don't pay any attention to him when he says that. <laughs> He's also not a scientist, despite his claims, so please do not hold us liable for his comments. But, yeah, where are you going with this? Uh, well, you know, I think it's something that, you know, imposter syndrome basically is, you know, maybe you get promoted or hired into some certain role, and you immediately start thinking like, I've gotten here by accident. I'm not actually qualified for this. Essentially, it's a lot of self-doubt. I'd say, number one, that's a very simplified it is. perspective. It, 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 I simplified. would say... Number two, it's yeah. not limited to those to anything career-wise. It's generally no, just no. being put in a new, a new situation. 
And number three, again, none of us are psych health professionals, but you will, they do tend to refer to this as the imposter phenomenon. But yeah, Dunning-Kruger colloquially, well, I believe, isn't it? No, that's the no, opposite. That's no, that's the right. exact opposite. Dunning-Kruger is either you are smarter than you think or you're dumber than you think. Well, no, the yes. Dunning-Kruger is yes. you are smarter than you actually Dunning -Kruger are. Dunning-Kruger applies the opposite. That has, look it up right now. I will look I it up. I dare right you now. to look it up right now while we're on air. Looking up right now. Okay. Dunning-Kruger. Look up Dunning-Kruger. Dunning. The inverse of that. D-U-N-N-I-N-G hyphen K-R-E-G-R. Thank you very much. The inverse of that is in person is the, in the uh, field of psychology. Phenomenon. The Dunning Kruger effect is a cognitive bias in which people with low ability at a task overestimate their ability. Yeah, smarter than you are. With low ability, you at think a task, you're smarter than you are. Yeah, overestimate their ability. Yeah, you, right. You, you think you're smarter than you are. So Peyton's the one reading it, but he's the only one not on the same page here. Peyton, are you experiencing a Dunning Kruger am, right absolutely. now? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it comes from the ability of people to recognize their lack of ability. I had always understood that it was it went both ways on that. No, it's often mentioned in conversations about imposter syndrome because it's the inverse of it, roughly speaking. But yeah. So what's what's the so colloquially it's referred to as imposter syndrome. The actual clinical term yeah. is imposter phenomenon. But yeah, it's I think I read today it's something in like seventy percent of, of individuals. So it, it's a very common thing. I would suggest that it's it's not intended to be the baseline of a, a healthy mind but you're not you know you don't need hospitalization or anything if you experience okay it, so, so on quora.com yeah. it says dunning kruger effect the opposite oh, of Kruger Lord. is imposter syndrome so okay yeah. all right that's fine i'll be glad to be wrong in this okay because oh, fair i enough. do not have dunning kruger i have imposter syndrome <laughs> well no that's imposter syndrome would say oh no maybe you're right when you're actually you know when they were wrong whatever. you were right but whatever okay whatever okay fair enough yeah, so, Jathan, what made you want to talk about it? <laughs> uh, well, oh man, you really put me on the spot here. <laughs> Take yourself out of the spot. Why is it important? So, let's just say you were trying to pursue a new role. Mm -hmm. Either within your company, maybe you're getting promoted. Maybe outside your company, you're looking for a new opportunity. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's a lateral or a vertical move. You can even have imposter syndrome in like romantic relationships. Oh God! Sure, oh, God. all kinds of situations. Yeah. yeah, any new situation which you're put into, which you feel like you got through totally by luck and not by any of your own merit, and you're right. Yeah, you don't deserve it, basically. Yeah, right. And so it's very common in tech, though, especially. Yeah. We read about it a lot in tech, and in particular, I think most, I think most of us, just because a lot of us bitch. Well. The other thing is, you know, like, I'm a sysadmin, you're a sysadmin, but if we had to flip-flop roles tomorrow, we would both be pretty lost for a while. Well, yeah, but that's... But we both... It's yeah, a difference in as... how you approach it, though, right? Well, and that's the thing, right? Is like... I think documentation works as well, too, in that regard. That's true. Sure. Like, we all have the ability to learn something new and, and go mm -hmm. to a new role or whatever. That's fine. By the way, my headphones started to electrocute my ears, so... That's not good. That's yeah, not it's fun. a little, a little weird. But anyway, is it like a, a long shocking, or is it just like a quick zap? It won't stop. Like I had to take the left one out. It's just electrocuting. <sighs> Jesus Christ! Are you sweating or what? <laughs> what the hell, dude? Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, they're... he's got wet ear canals, Jaden. Don't make fun of him. <laughs> yeah, them. they're moist he's got, ears. He's got Ew. wet ear canal syndrome. <laughs> Ew. So the West. the fact of the matter is, though, you know, like <laughs> when when you move from one position to another, even if it's the same role, right? Like 
you know, Brent and I could work at totally different places, but both be, you know, sysadmins. Sure. And switching between our roles, there's so much different information. You know, Linux is a very diverse operating system. Operations as a, a sort of field is super diverse. So, you know, oftentimes we'll get hired into a role because it's evident that we got to where we are because we were able to self-teach and learn. And we're selected. What do you mean? We were selected. We were hired. <laughs> yeah, sure. But, I mean, you were hired based on some criteria that wasn't necessarily knowing everything. Well, sure. But, like, the people who hire us... So the whole point of imposter phenomenon is other people... This actually plays really closely into, like, the Johari Nohari thing. The window. The, the who? Are you familiar with that? No. What? So the basic idea of Johari, of the Johari window, it's another psychology thing, is that we only have a limited view of ourselves, and other people only have a limited view of ourselves. So the intersection where both of those are true, of those perceptions, that's what our true self is. Huh. And oh, then I the heard. Nohari is, well, is the negative very, version of that. very deep. That is very deep. It's not that deep. It's but it plays very closely into this, because we... If you have a very limited window of yourself, if you're only focusing on your negative faults, because you know all your negative faults, and this other person who, at the end of the day, is usually a stranger hiring you, they will only see whether or not you fit or are a close enough fit for what they want so to hire for. Is that right? the and guy, that's all that matters. That, is that why the guy, when I interviewed, who asked me if I knew about Lotus Notes, and I said no, wouldn't hire me? Is that is that why he wouldn't hire me? Because I think that, was, that might be because you didn't know Lotus well, Notes. Well, I mean, realistically... Who uses Lotus Notes anymore? I mean, honestly. Well, that's their own fault, really, <laughs> at that point. I mean, but... even 10 years ago, well, it's like, uh, what, really? You're using so, Lotus So Notes? it's good that you're speaking to this, because what I wanted to talk about just a little bit is, like, what can you do to reassure yourself if you're experiencing something like imposter syndrome? And, you know, a big thing is a company, yes, all companies have been desperate at some point. Like, we just need to put a body in a chair. Fine. Mm. But, but they're not going to do that in control of operations. Right. Most times, right. right. So most times, that's going to cost get... them money, right. and they realize that. I think that's part of what why I don't really experience it all that much is because hey, like, is this I... your clams or my clams or whose clams right now? It's your clams, but I'm answering your question before you. But can, can I ask finish it, one clammy have... fucking sentence? <laughs> finish your clammy sentence. <laughs> all right, what's your clammy <laughs> clammy fucking sentence? So my point is, you know, most times you're not going to get hired into a role if the company doesn't feel you're a good fit. So right. even though you may have some amount of doubt. The fact is, if the company feels that you are qualified to do whatever it is that they hired you to do, you probably are. So that's one way right there to start to put that to Let rest. Let me ask you something really fast. Did yeah. you or did you not go and interview with Apple? Yeah, you did. Did you or did you not get tentatively an offer from Apple? He did. Yeah, no. Okay. I... So here's the question I have for you. You know that you're good enough to get the attention of a major tech conglomerate in the industry. And you're worried about going somewhere else to do a different job than what you're doing currently. Is that right? Well, so here's here's the problem, right? That's, oh, that's not, not how imposter not, phenomenon works. I, I, I understand. Well, that. It's also I'm just trying it, to. It also you're making like a false dichotomy, almost not like really false equivalency. Apple might be a very large company that everybody knows. It doesn't mean they have good hiring standards. I was right. going to try and make light of what you actually accomplished because you got an interview and you got an offer tentatively. What I'm trying and ultimately, to say, that's that's all that matters. Right, that's all I'm trying to say. Is what matters yeah. is that you went out there and you put yourself out there, and they said yes, and it was up to you. And yeah, I mean, I get it. I have imposter syndrome almost every day. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I just I feel like I'm you know I'm not able to cut it a lot of times, and then I can, and I you know, and then I'm like, all right, great, whatever. And I, I shouldn't say every day, but I digress. 
my point is that you know you have accomplished these things you've accomplished the things that you've you've done you have them on your resume you've gone into places and they said holy cow that's amazing and they are wanting to hire you so i think that you need to understand that they hired you for a reason and that's not just to fill a, a body in a seat that's because they liked your skills and they liked you as a person and they thought you were a good fit but you can go to a hundred interviews and then get the one that matters. You know, like it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if 99 people said no to you. What matters is the one that did, you know, I have a theory. Okay. I have a theory okay. why it's so common. I think it has grown exponentially over the past few years. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's unique to our industry. I don't think it is either. Well, you know what I think well, part of it is? Let him finish his theory. My theory, Jathan, is that twofold. One, people really don't spend a lot of time on self-reflection and self-awareness anymore. True. True facts. And number two, closely tied to the first, they don't really spend a lot of time seeking out external perception. And you and I have, have had some discussions on this. But when you focus on these two things, listen to us, we become fucking psych administrivia. But when you focus <laughs> on these two things, you start to grow your understanding that the world around me, yes, it does not revolve around me. But it also incorporates me. And it's almost like we've made it so much about ourselves yep. that yep. we can't get past seeing our own faults. Yep, yep, yep. We can't understand that these people have a very specific role they want me in. They don't want me as a person. They want me as that role. Yep. Can I do that role? Well, here, Because they don't care about my fault. They don't care if I accidentally, I don't know, kicked my cat here, Here's or the other aspect. They, yes. Now, there's one thing to say about oh, that. Hold on. There's another aspect. What? That What's that, Jacob? Well, Jathan was was going to say something. I think a good company will hire because they do want you in part as a person, not just because of the role. Strongly disagree, depending on the size of the company, but continue. Sure, maybe. But being a good fit in a company is almost as important as your skill set in some places and some cases. Maybe, but I think it would be unwise to not hire someone just because they don't like the same... I don't know, books, as well, that's the prevailing not. culture in the company. No, that's, I, I don't that's, think that's what he means. I think, this kind I of think stuff plays in the counterculture. Like, if I went, to a, if I went into an interview yeah. and I said, I hate hot Harry Potter, you know, I'm not a Harry Potter fan. There are some places that will not hire me because of that. I think that's dumb. I think that has nothing that's, to do with I, what they're hiring. That's probably not at. true. I think he was trying that's, to say whether... What I'm saying, Jathan, is culture has a very limited scope in your hireability, you regardless of what a hiring person says. I don't think that's true. What if you stink? What if you smelled good for the interview, mm-hmm. and then three weeks later, I would... you've been taking a bath, and they said, you know what, fuck this guy, he's good, but he, we just can't work with him because he smells. So at well, that point, well, they say, see you later, because you're not a good fit with the culture. Well, right. I think closer to what Peyton is saying, Jathan, is... what necessarily is what Jathan's thinking. I think it's more along the lines of how does he mesh? Does he get along with the people he talks to? Not do they have the same I, things in let common, me, but can't Let me tell you guys a secret. All right, let me tell okay, you guys a secret, secret, though. The you don't fit into our culture stuff is an excuse that they need to provide I, sure. when they don't want to hire you sure. because they I don't, don't like you. No, it's absolutely true, Jaython. Because you can't read someone's culture in a 50-minute period. That's absolutely true. But not every interview is a 15-minute period. I said 50. Five okay, zero. Well, 50... Also, you're not going to get an idea of working next to someone or side by side with someone or someone in your team for a year, two years, five years, 10 years. You're not going to get an idea of that in 50 minutes, period. Full stop. 
because that's highly contextual on the day they're having, highly contextual on the day you're having, highly contextual on the time of day, highly contextual for what you both had for a meal, highly contextual on a lot of variables. I mean, did he cut right? you off? You have no way of knowing. Parking lot, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's many different things that can affect that. So if they claim that, that's because there's something else they didn't like about you, and they don't want to tell you. Either it may be something like as sinister as as like trying to use an excuse for not hiring a, a protected class. Or it could be something just as simple as, yeah, maybe you smell. But that's it's not mm. going to be culture. I don't necessarily agree with that. You don't have to agree, but I'm coming from experience. This is, I've, you know I've got a lot we of experience here. I've got a lot of years know. under my belt. What was the other thing you, you started to talk about when I was talking? It was before you mentioned that. I don't know. I'm never allowed to finish a sentence around here. What? <laughs> that's because I was in the middle of talking to you. Okay. All right. Fair enough. But, yeah, 15 clamps to... Going back to fighting imposter syndrome, seek to know yourself better. Spend some time alone with yourself. You know, get to know yourself. No, if you can't predict how you are going to react to something and know why you're going to react to something, it may be it may benefit you to gain a deeper understanding of yourself. And you know, also seek to understand that they accepted your offer because you fit that role, or they did not accept your offer. Because you did not fit that role. You know, we have made so many things about ourselves as a person rather than. Yeah. A lot of the times. So many different other things which can actually affect. Getting an offer letter is not even remotely the individual itself. It's okay. I didn't like the way this resume read or, you know, I mean, if you make it into an interview, I mean, there's still a chance that they're going to say no to you. But. I mean, realistically, it's it could be any number of factors. Statistically, a good chance, usually. Yeah. Because it just, I mean, especially right now with all the people trying to find new jobs. But yep. yeah. So, you know, other than that, I'm not a mental health professional. So if it's something that you really struggle with, obviously find someone qualified to talk about this bullshit because I'm not. But well, I do know that that's how I keep stuff like that in check. I would say just realize that, you know, you're not the only one that's dealing with it, you know. Like, everyone experiences it at some point in their life. But that doesn't go that far, though. What do you mean it doesn't go that you know, far? If you're struggling with imposter phenomenon, it doesn't really go very far to say, oh, yeah, other people have the same problem. Yeah, I get you that. Know? I'm just saying, like... Like, yeah, it's all, nice. I guess what I'm trying to say is but, you're not alone. You shouldn't feel alone yeah. in that. And so that you can take some... And that'll give them warm and fuzzies, but that doesn't solve the problem sure. of how to combat it, you know? So, again, we're not psych administrator. We're not qualified for mental health in any way. So... First things first, seek out mental health resources on this if, if this is something that seriously affects you. But me personally, that's how I combat things of that nature. Secondly, grow up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, okay. that's maybe a more blunt way of saying what I'm trying to say. Is, is like you, At some point, you do need to realize like it's, it's not about you as a person. Yeah. You know, your successes yeah. and failures in specifically in this context, especially the hiring process or the any sort of selection process where you're nominated for something or anything like that, where you feel like you don't deserve it. Don't make it so personal, you know, whether it's, you know, don't don't internalize it so much. I I was going to say, I mean, a lot of times, nine times out of 10 people who you think are talking about, you have no idea who you even are, you know? Sure. I mean, I've, yes, I've got guys I talk to who don't know half my team, you know, they know me and that's it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, okay, so-and-so can help you. And they'd rather come to me because they know me and they've talked to me before. You know, like, it's one of those things that you can think that people are thinking this about you. And in reality, they have no idea. None. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, sack up, man up. 
or woman up if you're, you know, not a man. And realize that it's not all about you, and don't be a whiny brat like J-Dog. I mean, I I guess that's one way. <laughs> I just had to get a jab in there at all. And no, but seriously, like, and stop asking the internet for advice on this shit. The, inter- the internet all is not All my clams a, always get hijacked. They do not. You, that's because you ask questions, and we try and answer them. I didn't ask a question. You did. Go back and listen. No. Yeah, listeners, if you want to, I mean, I have to anyways when I tell you the show notes. You want me to put it in the errata for you, Jathan? You want me to quote you with, the, yep. with a question? Okay. Anyway. rhetorical. I was going to answer the question. Uh-huh. So you well, yet, you still asked a question, Jathan. What are you going to say, though? Whatever. <laughs> okay. No. Jathan, are you sad? Well, yeah. Why? Do I need to play Ravi Shankar yes. for you? Definitely yes. not. <laughs> you... That is exactly how you yes. push somebody over the edge. Run it. Do it. Do you... Let's listen to ABBA. No. No. Ravi. No. It'd be Ravi, Chaitan. ABBA but doesn't ABBA calm you down. ABBA is the best. But Ravi calms you. No. Ravi calms me, too. You just you need to I find reach. your inner Chaitan. You need to find your inner Chaitan. Hey, by Jaython, the way, it's an hour to... 35 in the raw. I was just, just seeing that. Yeah, I know. I know. And I want to point out, have... nobody said it was going to be a short episode. So I think maybe I need yeah. to say it so it will be a short episode. Yeah, maybe happens. you need it. Yeah. So yeah. We're cursed in the opposite direction now. <laughs> to be fair, a couple nights ago, Nina and I were talking. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess we could do two, you know, two topics for this ep- this next episode. I, it'll probably be a long episode. So now I think maybe it's long if I say it's going to be long and it's long if I say it's going to be short. So I just shouldn't comment on the length of it at all. Or did I actually break That's that? What she said. I don't know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> any closing remarks? Jathan, do you have any, any closing remarks for your clams? No, I'll publish a blog post instead. <laughs> Great. That just sounds so like, oh yeah? Well, I'm going to post on my blog. I'm just going to go to my blog. Yeah. Like. Okay, bitch. It just. I'm following your blog. It's just like. It's like, okay, bye, Felicia. I, I don't know what to say to that. Okay. Well, who was rubbing against the mic? That would That's be driving Jathan me insane. doing that. Jathan, why are you rubbing against the mic? Oh, doing anything. You were absolutely rubbing against the mic. You can't prove that it was me. We absolutely can. Yep. Ron, we have you're isolated gonna, you're tracks. Go ahead and put it in the show note, in the errata there, about who was. I will. This is no. why people on Twitter think we have bad audio. Well, <laughs> because no, you scratch because your we mic. Record in uh, you know 128k, and we really should be recording in 96k. Oh yeah, mono streams. <laughs> we are mono. We are mono. We are mono. Yes. Because people yelled at me when I released in stereo. Yeah, they did actually. So I want to listen with one headphone. So yeah, okay. which is sorry, bro. Like I guess okay. So yeah, I don't yeah, know who's so doing I switched that. Switched to but... mono after that was the, like the middle of season zero people started yeah, getting mad about that i yeah, do i remember that actually that was ridiculous okay well this has been system ministry i am brent my name is jonathan and i'm doing his mom
children who love